Welcome to Battleground Politics. I'm Lauren Make. 2024 is starting with a lot of change in Philadelphia City Hall. The city has a new mayor. It also has a new council president, Kenyatta Johnson. His ascent to this job might have seemed improbable to some not that long ago when Johnson was facing federal corruption charges, accused of taking bribes from executives of a nonprofit in his district. Johnson and his wife were acquitted and his colleagues voted to make him council president, one of the most powerful people in the city. I sat down with Council President Johnson in city council chambers on the eve of his first meeting at City Hall. It was his first sit down interview as council president. Council President, thank you so much for taking sure. some time. I know that this is uh, a busy time as you head towards yes. your first meeting. Yes, absolutely. But I'm excited to kick off the 2024 council session tomorrow. So pretty excited. Well, let's talk about um, what Philadelphia City Council will look like with you as yes. council president. How will council be different with you as council president rather than a council president, Daryl Clark? Well, first and foremost, um, this will be one of the most diverse city council um, bodies in the history of the city of Philadelphia. We have the first openly LGBTQ um, member of city council, the first Asian Pacific member of council. And so um, for me, the body reflects the diverse constituency here in the city of Philadelphia. Um, also, um, we will be in person, um, not only in our council sessions, but also starting our council, council caucus tomorrow, as well as all future hearings moving forward to send a strong signal to the residents here in the city of Philadelphia that we're open for business. And so um, it's going to be exciting times. How are you approaching um, the leadership role that you're now in? What's sort of your philosophy? Well, for me, it's about being collaborative and most important, listening to the issues, needs and concerns of my colleagues here um, in city council. And so um, part of my role is making sure that their issues and concerns are heard making sure they have a voice and most importantly a seat at the table when we make decisions about how we move the city of Philadelphia forward. And so being collaborative, but also on the ground and working in partnership with members of the community and other stakeholders who also have an interest in how our government operates. You will also be working with Mayor Sherelle Parker. Yes. She has talked uh, about working with you. Yes. And we saw the two of you on stage mm -hmm. at the inauguration. Um, hands together, arms in the yes, air. Yes, absolutely. Uh, do you consider yourself a team? Absolutely. Um, most people may or may not know, when I was in the General Assembly as a state representative, I worked very closely with Mayor Sherelle Parkin. So we translated that same relationship when she became a member of City Council, and we have already started working collaboratively together on how we're going to both move the city of Philadelphia forward. What have you started working on so far? Well, you know, sitting down and looking at you know, all the quality of life issues here in the city of Philadelphia that we're gonna be working on, also looking at the issue of gun violence and also looking at how we address the issue of housing and equality. But a lot of her agenda and my agenda are in alignment and so we're gonna be comprehensively tackling a lot of issues together. Is there anywhere where you do not feel that you're in alignment that you're gonna to have to work on, work through? Well, we haven't gotten to that point yet, you know, but I also recognize that, you know, there probably will be times where we may not be on the same page based upon uh, what my colleagues may feel about different agendas. But nevertheless, I believe that we'll agree more than we will disagree and we will find a way to address those issues. And more than likely, it will not be public. It will be a telephone conversation or face-to-face -face conversation between the mayor and myself because we have that level of respect for one another. And that's what it's all about. When we're working together, I believe that that's the best way we can move the city of Philadelphia forward. 
You spoke on that inauguration day about what a difference a year makes yes. uh, for you personally and for yes. your family and yes. um, the corruption charges that you and your yes. wife faced, uh, the mistrial, the acquittal. Yes. Um, tell me, how will that experience influence how things operate under you yes. in council? Well, you know, for me, um, and yes, what a difference a year makes, and um, through the grace of God, I'm able to be the council president and move the city of Philadelphia forward. Um, but as a council president, and even when I was a district council member, I've always did my due diligence in terms of making sure that everything I work on is transparent, um, make, making sure that the things I'm working on was from a level of accountability. And so I will continue in that same spirit as the council president moving forward. You've got new council members mm -hmm. um, who are coming in. Um, again, given your, your experience and what you um, what you went through, have you had conversations yes. with them, frank conversations about oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. what to avoid, how yes. to handle situations? Well, we recently just went through a um, two-day training slash orientation refresher for all city council members on, on a variety of different issues. And so um, for me, it's just making sure that they know the do's and the don'ts and most importantly, the best practices. So you won't find yourself in a situation where a person is questioning your integrity. And so absolutely that was part of the conversation. And most importantly, trying to mentor and show people the best practices of how you can move forward without putting yourself in a predicament where people are questioning you. Do you want to make any changes in council and the way things operate to uh, safeguard from that? Well, we'll be doing an internal audit to kind of look at the structure and how we operate here um, in city council. And so that's an ongoing process, but I definitely am going to continue to make sure that all our T's are crossed, our I's are dotted, and we're doing things with fidelity and making sure that we're diligent in how we operate as a body. Today, today at this day, mm -hmm. do you believe that you did everything properly? Absolutely. Yes, I did. Absolutely. How do yes. you feel about the idea of working with the Department of Justice, working with the U.S. Attorney's Office yes. that tried to convict you and put you in prison? Listen, you know, for me, at the end of the day, um, I was exonerated by a jury of 12 people, and so I move on. You know, I don't carry no chip on my shoulder. Um, I had the opportunity to work with the current um, U.S. Attorney around the issue of gun violence, an issue I'm very dear, just very near, dear and passionate to me, and so no chip on my shoulder, I will work with them and anybody else that has the best interest in moving the city of Philadelphia forward. Let's talk specifically about gun violence mm -hmm. and how you're going to approach mm -hmm. that. I know it's been yes. an issue you've talked a lot about and something that um, residents in your, in mm -hmm. your district have, have experienced and, and had yes. to deal with on mm -hmm. a daily basis. Um, yes. But now you're in a different role. Mm -hmm. How are you going to approach it? What would you like to get done um, in this coming council session? Well, first we're going to make sure that we continue to ha first we're going to make sure we continue to have the mothers and fathers who have lost their kids to gun violence, making sure they have a seat at the table. And so I created the office of victims advocate, and that's an office that deals solely with those who have lost loved ones to gun violence. And so convening and making sure that they're part of any strategies that relates to addressing gun violence here in the city of Philadelphia. But also we made great investments in focusing on supporting boots on the ground organizations. These are the credible messengers who are working day in and day out to keep the guns out of the hands of young people, which I believe is why you see right now a decrease in homicides and a decrease in shootings. That's from investing in areas that haven't seen significant investment over past years. Yeah, there was a lot of money mm -hmm. that was given to those groups last year. You yes. won't necessarily have the same amount of money yes. available 
to you this year. How are you going to handle that? Are you going to look for money elsewhere? Do you still want those same groups to get money? Uh, what's what's well, the first, plan? Well, first, we definitely want the groups to still get that same money because the investment inside the groups is why you see homicides down, you see shootings down. But I'm also a strong advocate of collaborating with our partners in Harrisburg, collaborating with our partners in the federal government in D.C. to make sure we're bringing those resources back here to the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, because some of that money was federal money. Absolutely, yes, and state money. And so continue that type of advocacy, I believe, will take us further, but also making sure we're strategizing and partnering with um, not only agencies such as the U.S. Attorney's Office, the District Attorney's Office, but also making sure we have a comprehensive approach to go after those who are selling illegal guns in the streets day in and day out. And that's key because we know for a fact there are no gun factories in Point Breeze. There's no gun factories in Strawberry Mansion. And so part of the work that we, what we have to do is convene those individuals, particularly from our law enforcement community, to go after those who are putting the guns in our communities, go after those who are putting the guns in the hands of our young people. I remember being in this room, in, mm -hmm. in council chambers, when your predecessor, um, Daryl Clark, Council President Daryl Clark, um, brought reporters in here and about, it was about a year and a half ago, and said there needed to be um, a conversation about stop and frisk. Mm -hmm. um, now Mayor Parker was with him mm -hmm. for, that, for that news conference, and she has said that she thinks constitutional stop and frisk mm -hmm. should be a, a tool in the toolbox for police. Uh, are you comfortable with that? I mean, for me, I mean, the numbers don't show that stop and frisk has actually made a dent when it comes to addressing the issue of gun violence here in the city of Philadelphia. I think that's why we had um, a federal lawsuit um, brought against the city of Philadelphia because people who were um, pulled over and stopped and frisked, predominantly African-American, who weren't involved in any types of gun violence and or crime. And so I think we just have to pay attention to how it's done. I do have the full confidence of the current police commissioner, Captain not Captain, Commissioner Bethel, that he will go out and do his due diligence to make sure that um, he's policing in the best way possible to make sure that no one's rights are violated. And so I'm looking forward to see what his strategy is as he come back and bring the mayor his plan and work in partnership with him to make sure that not only is public safety a priority, but we're going after those individuals who wreak havoc in our communities by carrying guns and flooding our streets with illegal guns. Have you had conversations with Commissioner Bethel about um, about how, what his approach is going to be to the use of stop and frisk? Not at this moment. Um, I had the opportunity to work with Captain Bethel when he was a captain in the 17th Police District. We were in the trenches um, day in and day out addressing the issue of gun violence. He has a passion and a commitment, particularly with helping young people, right? And so I know for a fact under his leadership, he definitely won't go about um, working to violate anyone's um, rights all in the name of law and justice, all in the name of public safety. And so I'm pretty confident that when he comes up with his strategy, it will be one that would be pretty thorough when it comes to providing public safety for all the residents here in the city of Philadelphia. There is a new law in Pennsylvania that I know you spoke out against, um, act, known as Act 40, that would give um, power to mm -hmm. a special prosecutor for yes. crimes committed on SEPTA property, mm -hmm. um, rather than that being handled by the district attorney, yes. Larry Krasner. And I know you mm -hmm. spoke out against that yes. regardless of how you feel about it though mm -hmm. the city might still have to pay for it how are you going to approach that well first and foremost i spoke out about it because the city shouldn't have to pay for it um two 
um, Harrisburg, when it comes to them wanting to be supportive of the city of Philadelphia, there hasn't been in the past because there's a variety of different other pieces of legislation that we have passed that will allow us to address gun violence in terms of the report of lost and stolen guns, for an example. They won't give us the right to regulate those type of laws, but yet want to step in and say, we will give you a prosecutor to prosecute individuals on, on separate platforms who provide, who get engaged in all types of crime and gun violence. And so for me, it was more of a political stunt, right? We will work in partnership with District Attorney Larry Krasner to still go after those who wreak havoc in our city of Philadelphia rather than on a SEPTA L station or rather than inside our communities. And so for me, that's more about politics, but not actually getting down to the root causes and addressing why we're having gun violence issues and public safety issues here in the city of Philadelphia. And absolutely no, the city of Philadelphia shouldn't be paying for an outside prosecutor to do the job of the individual who we actually elected to be our prosecutor. So for me, it's more political theater than actually trying to address an issue. Do you think there's any way around paying for it though? I mean, it, it says so in the law. Well, we're currently still reviewing it right now. I know District Attorney Larry Krasner is suing the Attorney General's mm -hmm. office. Um, I've been in contact with individuals in Harrisburg regarding my concerns. And so it's an ongoing conversation to see how this is going to be addressed. If and when they actually pick a prosecutor. Do you, would you like to see, in addition to the, um, the lawsuit from Larry Krasner, do you think that the city should have any other litigation regarding that or join in some way, you know, some specific way? I'll just say we're kind of reviewing all of our options and seeing what those options are. And so as we move forward and with the conversation I'm having with individuals in Harrisburg, we'll make a determination that if this thing were even going to come to fruition, what our next steps are going to be as a city. Okay. Um, another thing that's going to be on your mm -hmm. plate and on council's plate is going to be dealing with the possibility of a new 76ers arena mm -hmm. and that proposal out there. First of all, before we get into what the process is going to be, what's yes. your take on the idea of this arena where it's being proposed? Well, we're still reviewing, you know, what that arena and that proposal would look like downtown. Uh, we haven't seen the, the report that's going to be coming out soon to determine what the feasibility of such an arena is going to look like down in a downtown area, what the economic impact is going to be. And, but I do think we need to do our due diligence uh, and really look at the actual arena proposal on its merits. Uh, Mayor Parker has said there should not be a, a sort of knee-jerk reaction to just Absolutely. say no. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Everybody should have an opportunity to, to weigh in look at the project for what it is, right, the economic impact, and really do our due diligence, but we shouldn't just be a city of just no. Let's take our time, let's look at the report when the report comes back. Everybody who has an idea, everybody who has recommendations should have that opportunity to have their voices and their issues and concerns heard and then go from there. What's your expectation of what the timeline would be for that? Is that something that um, we would see in the spring, in the summer? We'll see. We're waiting to see the report, and then after we see the report, then we'll go from there. Do you have concerns at all or feel any responsibility to make sure the Sixers stay in Philadelphia? We will review that proposal once the proposal comes out and talk to all the stakeholders and get feedback, and then we'll go from there. I'm going to ask you just sort of how, as you're preparing and, mm -hmm. and um, sort of setting up a new yes. council, how things are working here in City Hall. I remember I was at um, an event with Mayor Parker mm -hmm. and um, the, the person who's been uh, handling her 
a lot of the transition. Ryan Boyer, who you yes. know well from the building yes. trades, said that um, there, the hookup culture yes, in City Hall yes. was gone <laughs> and that it was no longer going to yes. be about knowing someone to get a job in City Hall. He was talking from the administration mm -hmm. standpoint, uh, but how are you approaching it? Is, yes. Are you approaching it in that way as well, or, me, or do you still well, need to know well, somebody to I'm get a job always, in City well, Hall? Um, I didn't become the council president um, to take that approach. Um, I've been a strong advocate to believe, particularly in the city of Philadelphia, everybody should have an opportunity to have a seat at the table. Uh, we've, we're known as the city of have and have nots, right? Some people talk about us being a tale of two cities, and that comes from individuals not having an opportunity to have a seat at the table. So that's always been my approach. Um, I believe that particularly when we talk about the issue of poverty, right? Um, it's incumbent upon us to be intentional to make sure we're addressing the issue of diversity and inclusion, but most importantly, making sure we're inclusive for everyone and making sure everybody has an opportunity to thrive as we see the, see the city of Philadelphia move forward. And so that's always been our, my approach. I will say it's a new day um, when it comes to city council, and that's how we're going to approach everything in terms of a fresh new lens of how we approach city government. Council President Johnson, thanks for your time. Appreciate thanks it. Thanks for having me. Thank you for your time. That was my interview with Philadelphia City Council President Kenyatta Johnson. You can find more Battleground Politics on our website, NBC10.com slash Battleground Politics, and you can subscribe for future episodes wherever you get your podcasts.